It's Knoxville Nationals Eve, and today we'll talk about all the good stuff the sprint car teams bring out for this week, plus some thoughts on the Toyota-powered cars, another sprint car team with a Ford engine, Bobby Pierce's continued late model dominance, and more. Let's go. It's Tuesday, August 8th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. If you missed it back on Sunday, we are shifting the daily show schedule from Monday through Friday to Sunday through Thursday. I know I caught some of you off guard with the switch, but hopefully it will allow us to react just a little bit quicker to Saturday night's action instead of kind of waiting until Monday. Also, if you're participating in any pools or pick'em contests this week, make sure to check out the analytics section at dirttracker.com and Dirt Tracker Plus. You can grab a month of plus for just $4.99 and get access to a bunch more stats and analysis tools to give you an edge in those games. There are currently 1,672 races in the database and thousands of data points to explore, thousands of drivers, and it's all neatly organized by series. If you want Knoxville stats specifically, there are currently more than 40 past races there between the Nationals, the World of Outlaws, the All-Stars. If you want to check out Dirt Tracker Plus, click the link below in the video description or click the plus button in the nav bar at dirttracker.com. Uh, we had a couple of 20,000 win shows last night between the Front Row Challenge at Oski and the XR Super Series at Gondaglaw. We'll start first with the sprint cars and some observations. James McFadden took down the belt at Oski, leading uh, flag to flag. He won the foot race earlier in the night, uh, which put him on the pole over Carson Macedo, and he took full advantage of that spot. Macedo couldn't run him down, had to settle for second, with Corey Day impressive yet again going 10th to 3rd. In recent races, we've also seen Day go 17th to 4th with the All-Stars at a 70, and he went 15th to 4th during the Ironman 55 main event. There were some nasty crashes during last night's program, including Rusty Hickman right at the start of the B, and Scott Boguski got some big air in the main event. Both drivers were okay, that's uh, good to hear. Kyle Larson did fly straight from the cup race at Michigan yesterday to Iowa to race the front row challenge, as I talked about yesterday that I thought he might. And I did get asked on Monday about how he does that. And it's my understanding that uh, Kyle doesn't have his own airplane, but does have a nice network of friends that do have planes that he can use. He was on the ground in Pella just right before 4 p.m. local time, so plenty of time to spare to get over to Oskaloosa. Unfortunately for him, though, his bid for a third straight belt went south just a few laps into the main event when he slowed suddenly and had to take the 57 to the trailer with apparent engine issues. I feel like it's pretty rare to see a Pulse Silver prepared car have mechanical trouble, and it makes me wonder just a bit if they weren't trying some engine stuff last night in advance of this week at Knoxville. Just a thought. Uh, the win from McFadden, though, got me thinking about preparation for this week at Knoxville and how everyone always tries to bring their best stuff. You see uh, special paint schemes revealed, and the good cars stay in the trailer until the prelim nights. And that was certainly true of many teams last night. The cars at Oski for several big players are not the same ones you'll see come Wednesday and Thursday. And that doesn't even include all the guys that didn't race last night, with plenty of heavy hitters staying off the track until later this week. Guys like Brad Sweet, David Gravel, Donnie Schatz, and several others did not run. Even with all of the other big money shows we've had this year, Knoxville is still Knoxville, and teams will build special cars and pull out all of the stops to try and win this week. That means the good, lightweight components, new chassis, new wings, carbon fiber, everything, and those engines that were just right on the dyno, and of course, those fresh looks. I've even seen some polished headers floating around on social media here in, uh, in recent hours. 
Knoxville demands a lot of speed, and the teams that are able to bring their best pieces will definitely do so to try and win. Talking about McFadden specifically, that Toyota power could come in handy this week, and I wonder if you've noticed their performances as of late. McFadden was the winner, obviously, last night. Buddy Kofoid was quick time in his qualifying group for the Capitani Classic, and McFadden won the night's first heat race. J-Mac was the pole sitter at Peevely for the Ironman before that rough track bit him a couple of laps in. And Kofoid, good in the recent All-Star Midwest shows. He was third at Lake Ozark, got the win at I-70, and was second at Knoxville after leading laps early. That doesn't include what Kofoid did at Hussets not that long ago and big charges for both drivers in the Eldora Million main event. Those TRD-powered Rothcars might be peaking at the right time here. It's also worth noting that Zeb Wise and the Redeem 26 are using Ford power from TSR uh, here recently. I've had a few friends send me photos of it, and supposedly they ran it at Kokomo with High Limit for the first time. We'll see if it works out for them uh, over the course of this next week. Things are quiet today around the Knoxville area in terms of at least sprint car racing, but there is outlaw carts at English Creek. We've got the Knoxville Queen Contest and the kickoff party today. You can visit KnoxvilleRaceway.com for more details on today's schedule. Up at Gondic Law last night, it was more of the same from the smooth operator Bobby Pierce. He started on the outside of the front row, led all 50 circuits to score the $20,000 XR Super Series victory. Chris Madden went 5th to 2nd, Ricky Thornton Jr. 15th to 3rd. Pierce became the first repeat series winner of 2023 and is on an insanely hot run right now. Looks like his last finish outside the top 10 was a 21st at Deer Creek on one of those Gopher 50 prelim nights that was with Lucas. He's run 16 features since then. His worst finish in that span is 10th. He has seven wins, six second place results, a third and a fourth. Absolute domination. He extended his XR championship lead over Hudson O'Neill, and if he's somehow able to maintain this pace, he could win two championships this season. Obviously, he leads the Outlaw Championship right now as well. And if you want to be fair, he's really only 24 points behind O'Neill for the Flow Series title as well, so three championships might not be out of the question. Uh, XR is right back at it tonight in Wisconsin with a stop at Red Cedar. That is for their Working Man Series. That one is 10,000 to win. You can watch it live on XR+. Uh, one Dirt Lay model-related news item from yesterday. Jonathan Davenport will make his debut with Tony Stewart's SRX Series next Thursday night. That is August 17th at Lucas Oil Speedway in Wheatland. He'll join names like Stewart, Brad Keselowski, Kenny Wallace, Ken Trader, Clint Boyer. A lot of big names in that field. These SRX races are running live on Thursday nights on ESPN. Other racing to check out tonight includes the Short Track Super Series at New Egypt Speedway. That is for 6000 to win. This is a South Region show. Billy Pouch Jr. leads the championship right now over Matt Stangle and Matt Shepard. Shepard is the, uh, the defending race winner as well, and all three of those guys will be in action tonight. Uh, you'll also see Ryan Godown, Anthony Perego, Danny Buck, Mike Guler, Mike Mahaney, and a lot more. This one's live over on Flow Racing if you cannot get there. And up in Pennsylvania, the Extreme Outlaw Midgets begin their Appalachian Midget Week with a stop at Clyde Martin. They'll continue through Saturday with other races at Action Track USA, Linda's, Path Valley, and Bridgeport. Jade Avedisian has won three of the last five races, and she has taken over the championship lead with Cannon McIntosh now eight points back. Those two have stretched away a bit from the rest of the competition, with everyone from Gavin Miller in third and on back is at least triple digits behind. Uh, this one is live on Dirt Vision if you cannot get there. Uh, that's it for today's daily. Uh, you can check out today's streaming schedule over at dirttracker.com. Make sure to subscribe where you watch or listen to this show. Uh, make sure you hit that like button as well. Hope you guys have a good Tuesday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.